0: Welcome to Orkney is salt buffalo, you know, the silver side of buffalo and cure it as you would beef and it's just, yeah, you know, this is very nice, yes, it's buffalo.
1: Welcome to my podcast, Spirit and Spice. I'm Gilly Bishan, a writer and broadcaster with a passion for food. Not just the food on my plate, but the people and the stories behind it. Today is a real treat for me. I am here in Orkney. Where exactly are we, Rosemary Moon? Because I'm meeting you for the first time. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you, Gilly. Well, we're in South Ronaldsay
0: and we're just uh, to the east of St Margaret's Hope in a beautiful bay with St Peter's Kirk, a most extraordinary church with a wonderful long table communion arrangement of its pews on a sandy bay
1: and it's very close to where I live. It's a wee bit stormy outside, so we've nipped into this little sitootery next to the fish tanning workshop. And we're very lucky to be sheltered, but you've brought us a little something to uh, warm us from the inside. Exactly. Well, I know that you're a fine woman, as I am,
0: and uh, you're also a woman who loves her whiskey, as I do. And um, when I lived in Sussex, which was up until two years ago, I actually ran a whisky dining club for women. which was the most enormous fun we were terribly responsible we were all women of a certain age in fact I was probably I'm in my early 60s and I was probably 10 years younger than anyone else we went to a fabulous restaurant we used to have a very substantial main course And then we'd pull out the whiskies and we'd have five whiskies with some seasonal tasters of savoury and sweet things. And it just gave people a chance to taste five whiskies, one after the other, compare and contrast and see which one went with, say, the broad bean hummus. Um, Was it better with that rather than with, I don't know, um, an eaten mess? So you were about we politics
1: before it became fashionable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I've done many things before it became fashionable.
1: <laughs> but that's interesting that you did that with a group of women because it's still a drink that some women are testing the waters in. I mean, there are plenty of women nowadays working within the industry. Yeah. But when you go to social occasions, or even for whiskey ambassadors going abroad, they still find that the majority of the whiskey drinkers are the men. <laughs> Indeed, and there is this
0: image of whiskey being the drink of hookers (laughs) and um, I think that we have to move on from that. A lot of women who are very successful and confident like to drink whiskey. I I don't know if you've read that marvellous Ian McEwan book, Children's Act, about the lawyer who had to deal with a Jehovah's Witness underage youngster who wanted to be allowed to die. I I remember in the book the um, judge who heard the case went home and poured her Talisker and it was very specific and when I started drinking whisky Talisker was an iconic whisky and of course it's quite peaty Uh, it's not as peaty as the Islas but you know there's a a lot going on in it there are people who love drinking whisky women who like drinking whisky and they're keen to try so many of the my whiskey women used to say to me my husband always drinks whiskey but he always drinks grouse or he drinks this and people give him you know wonderful malts but he always puts them in the cupboard and goes back to his grouse it's like only drinking brook tea isn't it you know you've got to get out there and taste something else and and experiment did I go off on a tangent on no, that? No, uh,
1: you're, you're a woman after my own heart, <laughs> tasting different whiskies and experimenting. So what What one have you got here then? You've got two little glasses I here. I've got two
0: little glasses. Now we're on Orkney, as you said. So there's two terrific distilleries here for whisky. There's Scapa, and you're going to see them, so I'm not going to talk very much about that, except to say that Scapa Skirin, a non-age statement, Uh, whiskey, um, in other words, it doesn't say it's 10 years old or 12 years old or whatever, is, I think, one of the best whiskies for having with food. It just seems to take whatever you throw at it. But, so we fly the flag for Highland Park, I've bought my favourite Highland Park at the moment that I can afford. (laughs) And this is called Twisted Tattoo. It's a 16-year-old whisky.
1: And I don't know whether you'd like to have a little nose of that, Gilly. I would, but I've never actually had this one before. Mm. I mean, I do enjoy Highland Park, but I've never had this particular well,
0: one. Well, I don't know how widely available it is.
1: It's actually
0: £80 a bottle, which is sort of pushing the limit, I think, for a lot of people. But what is extraordinary about this, it's 16 years old, so it's it's got a good age on it. But... It's uh, um, a mix of whiskies that has come from uh, first-fill American oak, and so that's going to give you all your lovely fruitiness, you know, your appley, y sort of notes. But also, whisky as that has come from barrels that have previously held Rioja wine. Now, a lot of red wine cask finishes can be a bit disjointed; they're kind of things that should never happen. But I think this has been done superbly well you're mulling and chewing and pondering Uh,
1: now that's interesting you said chewing
0: yes
1: because chewing yes yes yes
0: yes, definitely yeah it's like steak Mm. you know you're getting into that sort of
1: number of flavor you know components that is just lovely um my the nose reminded me of springbank
0: Yes, and Rioja in itself is Mm. so fruity and glorious and Mm. deep, isn't it? And oaky as well. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it it just works superbly well.
0: Mm. Mm. That is
1: lovely. And what is in the other glass?
0: Right, now, this is where we might get a bit controversial, you
1: see. (laughs) You know,
0: Gilly, you and I could go off on a complete tangent about the best cheddar we've ever eaten, you know, the best carrot, the waxiest, most sublime potato, but we've had those taste experiences and we know how wonderful it is but actually what you want is a plate full of food you want all those different flavors and components to come together as a meal so i'm a blend fan i really am boutique blends particularly and one of my favorite companies is compass box and i kind of grew up with them When they first started I was working with Waitrose and they came in to talk to uh, Waitrose one evening and I was just blown away by their whiskies. They've increased their range over the years and this one is a real challenge to a lot of people. So again if you start sniffing it um, before I tell you too much about it because I
1: think you'll find the nose incredibly different. So the spirit isn't sharp in the nose it's very mellow, soft, um, but there is a strong vanilla. Baked apples and, and custard, Apple. And, yeah, mm-hmm. mm, mm. sort of comfort food from when we were young, eh? Hey? Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: Forty-six yeah. percent again. Just uh, I think the twisted tattoo
1: was forty-six point seven. It's silky, and it's creamy without needing to add any water that might enhance the creaminess because some people do that I'm I'm a great one for
0: drinking neat and now I'm going to make a confession I love whiskey on ice
1: I do I love it and blends actually go very well on ice and I even like
0: whiskey and tonic (laughs) if I'm drinking it in a long (laughs) drink why not but I would never Mm. do that to this this is actually a blend
1: of malt whiskey and calvados that's interesting, isn't it? I it's mean, What amazing. an extraordinary blend. You see, Glenn yeah. Moray
0: recently bought out a cracking whiskey that was finished in cider casks. And it is astonishingly scrummy. But it's a Marmite thing. You know, you either love yeah. it or hate it. Whereas this, um, because it's using Calvados, you know, sort of the you know, grand old man of the cider family, it's just... Well, I think it's a treat. And I only share my bottle of affinity with people I like.
1: Well I'm honoured because we've only just met (laughs) so I better get this down me quickly (laughs) before you change your mind. Well while we're enjoying that tell me a little bit more of how you came to Orkney. Okay well I've only been here for two years
0: and yet uh, my husband Nick and I we just absolutely love it and and in many ways we feel like we've been here forever. I first came to Orkney um, about 15 years ago I was working with Waitrose and I was asked to come up here to look at the aquaculture because Waitrose were uh, getting all their salmon pretty much from uh, Orkney at the time. And as you know, the aquaculture business has a huge amount of bad press. And it's a fantastic business. So I was asked to come up to see if there was a story that would interest the consumer. And my husband said to me when I said, I've got to go up to Kirkwall, he said, do you know I'm jealous? This is the first time you've been somewhere, and I'm jealous of you going. And I, when well, the minute I stepped off the plane, I was in love with the place. I just adored it. So uh, I went home, obviously raving about it—the air, the people, just the whole buzz about it. And and you know, given that that was 15 years ago, a really important part of it then was keeping the islands alive. Aquaculture being a, a vibrant business, bringing in young families. Um, and all the things that are still really, really important. When I felt bold enough to come out and tell people I loved whiskey, we were at a stage when um, just one parent was still alive, my mother, and we thought, well, you know why don't we move why don't we have an adventure you know sort of it happens at our time of life while most things still work about your body you <laughs> might as well get out and enjoy yourself so we started looking around for where in scotland we might like to go and we looked at the west coast and the islands there and, and mull was a you know pretty close choice um but we thought okay if you're poorly and it's serious you're going to get a plane to Glasgow, or um, you know, to the hospital. Why don't we go and look at Orkney? Because we'd heard they were having a new hospital built, <laughs> and we just, a minute, we said that we, we'd love Orkney. Let's go, and that was that. We sold our cottage very quickly, um, far quicker than we thought. My mother was alive for the first year that we were here. So we were up and down to Sussex, you know, every two months. And when she died earlier this year, it was weird because we came back from the funeral and sat down and said, we don't have to go back to Sussex. Orkney had become home so very, very quickly.
1: You don't actually have to go anywhere, do you? Because you've got everything on Orkney as well. I mean, this is my first time. Yeah. And I'm dying to come back.
0: Yeah. And if you want a holiday, you go off to one of the outer islands or something like that. We've just got a little puppy. So at the moment, I think the concept of going anywhere is really, you know alien to us we just don't want to do it and of course food writing friends said well we get it you know with the countryside and less people and this that and the other what are you going to do about buying your food you're a cookery writer and, well, everybody who's come up to stay has been blown away by the quality, the quality. of the food. I
1: mean, meat, you've got the best lamb. Yeah, the You've fish. got buffalo yes. here. Yes, yeah. And the fish is just to die for, isn't it? It, it is,
0: yes. I mean, one of our standard Welcome to Orkney feasts is salt buffalo. You know, get the silver side of buffalo and cure it as you would beef. And it's just, you yeah, know, this is very nice. Yes, it's buffalo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just think it's wonderful and so as a cookery writer though are you still writing cookery books here is there going to be the Orkney cookbook? Well I've done 19 which is a pretty stupid number
0: so uh, yes I would like yeah I would like to do more Um, of course I arrived like a bouncy tiger here I am you know I know all this stuff I'll start a a blog called My Orkney Larder but of course it was way too early you know when you just arrived because I was still learning but Was you know, we were so busy settling in, so I'm just about settled down now and ready to start again to take off. Yeah, Mm. and I've been doing some food and drink blogs for orkney.com, which I thoroughly enjoy. So I've been going out and meeting people in that way. But for me, I suppose, you know, looking back, it's actually now about going through my recipes and looking at what I've got and updating them and just seeing what fits in with the Orkney produce, because, you know, people love having hints and tips these days, I think, you know, they're all going into their Ottolenghi and all those sorts of things for their, uh, all sorts of writers for their inspiration. But as you know, with your spice knowledge and, you know, ingredients from all around the world, we've all got so much to bring to the table. And if you think about the opportunities of eating and entertaining, it's
1: really just a massive buffet of life, isn't it? But that's the key. Is it is life? Mm. There's so much more to it than just the food. It mm. is the delight of meeting all the producers as well, and going off to the markets to buy the food, which you can do here. Your books have been about tips. You know, you've done so many where you've actually helped people with recipes for a mixer. Yeah. And you know, recipes cream, for an ice cream machine.
0: Yes. I've never wanted to write the ice cream book, Gilly. I wasn't that mad about ice cream, and I d- it was for a, a packager, you know, so somebody got a contract for writing a book, for producing a book in so many languages. And I did it for a really small fee, and that book has sold about, um, well, it's it's in the hundreds of thousands of copies. And do you have royalties? No, of no, course not. I've I got done a few my books small like fee. Yeah. Yes, and doesn't it hurt? It does. It, it does. really does. But
1: when you, especially yeah. in my case, exactly. I actually needed to make the money. Yes. so... So you take on those books, yeah. I know. Uh, Publishers have a lovely time.
0: Don't they just? (laughs) They all live in swanky houses and drive big cars. I'm sure there are some poor publishers, and I feel for you deeply. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose because my first job was in the domestic appliance industry. So I worked for Tricity Cookers when um, microwaves were first coming out, ceramic hobs, fan ovens. So I was in the test kitchen making those things work. So I had a natural affinity to go into um, domestic appliances. Then I worked for Kenwoods and I took the uh, Kenwood chef and the microwave really almost around the world showing it off in in various countries so that was great and then of course latterly demonstrations became a really big part of my um, repertoire if you like and uh, I've been talking and demming food for 40 years So you still do demonstrations here in Orkney? Well I've done a few I don't want to do too many but if it's for a good cause then of course I'll step up and do it and I did a big one for Christian Aid uh, this year uh, Christian Aid Week and that was really putting my head above the parapet. So um, we'll wait and see. But it all takes a lot longer and a mo- lot more tiring these
1: days. What about pop ups? Because that's like the, yeah, the well, fashionable thing.
0: Yeah, it is. But I'm a cookery writer, not a chef. So um, what I'm. I've just I've just had a complete disaster and wiped my YouTube channel, which was a really crazy thing to do and it happens apparently occasionally so i've got to start off again with uh, getting some videos up there and they've been a mixture of food videos and whiskey tasting videos now luckily my very organized husband has all the films so i shall put them the best ones back up which will be great but of course they'll all have no views instead of you know the thousands of views that some of them had had you know
1: everybody will think she's new so do you think now that you're living on Orkney and there's these two distilleries Scapa and Highland Park and all this wonderful produce your new book might be about whiskey and food oh well I think that it will certainly be
0: about that in some way yes I think it will be a case of putting your whiskies into families and let people decide what they've got Um, to go with it. And I I think that's one thing about women drinking whiskey. I think they are more experimental and they'll know what they like. Whereas I know through even hosting whiskey dinners up here for the Linfield Hotel that men are much more reluctant to discuss what's happening in their mouths than women are. And to discuss, oh yes, that's really fighting with that no I don't like it or that is sublime that whiskey is enrobing the food or it's adding to it and changing it in some way.
1: It's an interesting observation uh, it's that sort of need to dig deep into your palate mm. and, and into your aroma yeah. of senses and come up with words.
0: But also I think that you know probably you and I both come to whiskey from a food background so our memories our food memories, whereas people who've been in the industry for a long time, they've almost been told what they're smelling. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's a lot less natural. And sometimes when I'm doing Twitter tastings, you hear people talking about things like smoked custard creams and they're, you know, tasting a 80 or 100 pound whisky and I think that should never be in your memory bank. And I've met one or two people in the industry who patently don't like food.
1: And I wonder how that can happen. Also, how can they make a, a sort of definitive remark about whisky if they don't enjoy food as exactly. well? Because they all yeah. go hand in hand in a way. Very
0: much. It's about yeah. the experience, you know. And, and if you only drink and you
1: never eat, yeah. that's not very good. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have that problem, you and I. No, I, I think, think Drinking that and eating are very much part of our lives. And I think that... <laughs> it's a good thing we exist yes yes yes, i think think it's good for the world yes and we share it with others so that's fine (laughs) Well, Rosemary, it has been a joy talking to you. It's been great. And I think we're going just about to be thrown out of this satoutary because the workshop that's been taking place in the barn next to us for fish skin tanning, yes. um, they are all having their lunch. Yes. They're all about to come in. Yes, and they'll and want to sit down. And they'll want to sit down out of the rain. Yes. So we need to pack up our delicious drinks and uh, move off to the side. But, yes. Um, it's been lovely talking to you, and I'm going to come back to Orkney. Yes, and please get in touch, Gilly
0: well why not i think we you should you could you could you could start this yeah there is a little